Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Welcome to Live Boldly with Sarah Shulton Kranz, a survivor, thriver, adventurer, and believer in all things possible. My mission is to guide others to live their life boldly, regardless of circumstances. I believe we all have the power to overcome and lead joy-filled, happy lives. Recorded from the trail or in my office, I share inspiring stories from everyday people because we all deserve to be heard. You will also hear from handpicked professionals ready to guide you beside me. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Live Boldly podcast with me, Sarah Shulton Kranz. I am so excited about this podcast because um, right now we are in so much transformation and we are in. I don't even, there's been a lot of loss coming into 2020 um, around me anyhow with, uh, with family members, with friends. And also as my mother told me when I was sitting on the phone with her talking about it, um, she said, you know, Sarah, with loss comes so much rebirth. And um, this has been, 2020 came in with a powerful force. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that most of you have heard we lost our dog on Christmas Day. Unfortunately, he passed away. I lost um, an uncle to cancer uh, actually just last week. I'm flying home, <laughs> believe it or not, tonight to, um, to go and see my family and to spend a couple of days with my extended family. We also lost a very, an amazing man here um, in the South Bay where I live uh, to suicide. And he was very close to my family um, in many ways. And I want to address that here because it's so important for us to make sure that we are um, understanding where other people are at, that we realize that the person to the right or to the left of us, front, back, may be going through some very powerful, life-changing things at the same moment that you have actually met them. It's really important for us to um, to step out of our own ego and judgment and to see people as people and to understand that mental health awareness is something that we need to seriously get more. We need to bring that into a society in a very much more impactful way. Um, and also, this is the other thing I want to address right now because it's going to lead into this podcast that we are that I'm going to be sharing with you. Addiction is real. Um, we all know that. Addiction is also something that um, I, you know, I've had it in my family. Um, my ex-husband has battled with addiction. And I just want to say that those of you um, that are battling with that, I'm proud of you for stepping in and taking care of and really facing what is ahead of you. And just remember that there there's so much help around you. Um, and also for those of you that are in recovery, um, I want to encourage you to continue on this path because there are so many people in this world, there's so many people in this world that you impact in a very positive way and that love you and see you for you. 
And, um, you know, so many times it's, it's easy for us to slip back into our old ways. And this is just my call to action to everybody that has suffered, um, is suffering, that is in recovery, that is thinking about going into recovery, that uh, you matter, you freaking matter, and we need you here. And please, um, if those demons are getting to you, seek help because help is there. Um, so with that, I want to bring this into light. Tanya is an incredible coach, mentor, and speaker. And I uh, interviewed her for this podcast. She is a beautiful, bright woman. She, um, we were in the same mastermind together for a while. She is like a soul sister to me. We have spent, um, we've shared rooms together at our mastermind retreats. We've laughed, we've cried. She's been there to support me. Uh, and I've been there to support her. I just love her to death. She is such an incredible woman. Um, she is a woman who uh, helps other women and she helps them reclaim and retain their inner alignment. She is a, as I've said, a coach, a mentor, a speaker. She is a mama. She is a survivor. And she is going to share with you an incredible, incredible story of survival and of um, taking a situation where she felt powerless and actually regained and used and stepped into her power. And this is the conversation we're going to, um, we're going to encourage you to do the same. It's very inspirational. I would um, please ask you to go and grab your journal, grab your pen. Like I've always said, grab grab your favorite cup of drink and um, curl up and listen to this and take notes because you may shed a tear or two. You may laugh a tear or two or just laugh or laugh tears or cry tears or do whatever you got to do. But I will tell you that it is incredible. And so with that, I introduce you to Tanya Arubka. And um, please remember, I hear you. I see you. We all love you. And uh, I encourage you to step into whatever it is that you need to in this moment. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Live Boldly podcast with Socials and Crimes. And I have an amazing soul sister. I have shared a room with you. I have been up and down all of the stuff. We have felt the felt, felt the felt. Feel the feels, all the things. Do you like that? Together, um, Coach Tanya, you are one hell of an inspiration and you have a huge story to share. You are a life coach for women. You guide uh, women through their own transformations, through their own healing. Um, you are, you're just a brilliant light, girlfriend. And I'm super, super stoked to have you here. One of the things that we were sitting here talking about was um, like, what do we want to dive deep into in this time together? And immediately it was like, you were like, I want to talk about how you take the, the, how you take the um, not having the power and actually putting it, pulling it back in and actually having the power, right? Like when you feel so powerless in life, how do we regain, regain that power to really, um, to really live the most adventurous life that we choose. Exactly. And you are a prime example of how to do that. Yes. Um, so I would like to introduce you to Tanya. Thanks. Thank you for Thanks being for here. Thanks yeah. for having me, Sarah. Such an honor. been really looking forward to this. So um, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, 
I think, yeah, that's exactly it. The little nugget of being able to realize how to turn feeling powerless into turn being powerful. And when I lived so much of my life feeling powerless, there was not a chance in hell that I had a light at the end of the tunnel feeling like I was ever going to be able to figure out how to feel powerful again. And when I mean power, when I say powerful, I don't mean, uh, I mean, actually in, in the feminine way, um, feeling in flow again, feeling in acceptance mode, feeling, um, letting the harshness go, letting the, the underlying feelings of the anger and, um, and the fear and the unknown go and start feeling uh, peaceful. So power in the sense that we have peace again and control over our own emotions. Mm. That makes sense. Completely makes sense. Yeah. And I love, it's almost like softening the edges. Softening, totally. Right, like completely softening the edges. I know me coming from like a male-dominated world, I have all boys, I've got all brothers, got one niece, you know, and being that athlete. And as we've talked about, like, I've got a lot of male, male energy side to me. It's like softening, softening yourself and, and, and feeling into the flow. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. And I didn't have that for most of my life. So tell me more about that. Um, so I was the child of an alcoholic home. I had a functioning alcoholic parent and a non-functioning alcoholic parent. So my reality was completely upside down. Um, There was no stability whatsoever because for any of your listeners who have grown up in an alcoholic home, um, both types of drinkers are are very uh, toxic to the family. The functioning alcoholic is somewhat even harder to deal with because there is no concrete evidence that this person is an alcoholic. It, the lines are so blurred and it gets even more confusing. And there's a lot more emotional manipulation that goes on with a functioning alcoholic. So um, I had one parent who was abusive when they were drunk. And I was basically told as a child that if I had never been born, and this was often, if I had never been born, none of the bad stuff that was going on in our family would have been happening. And, um, you know, for a child that is like, we can't even, that's for a whole other podcast. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, then I had another, the other parent who was the functioning alcoholic, which was even more problematic for the emotional development of a child, because I so so wanted to make sense out of this parent who functioned during the day and didn't function during the night. And I saw similarities between what I saw as a non-functioning parent. The person wasn't falling down on the ground drunk. So um, I I just had a lot of difficulty with emotional regulation. And my development uh, was really affected by this. So 
fast forward into my adolescent years, into my high school years, I developed eating disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, then out of college, I have um, struggles with alcohol. And the thing was, I was always looking to find my sense of power, my sense of control over my own emotions and my own self outside of myself. Because as a child, I was everything, I had no um, authority over my own emotions. And as I got older, everything I did, I was seeking these answers. I was seeking that feeling of okayness from something outside of myself. And this is where the word power comes up for me because I was powerless. And it caused me problems in my relationships with friends, with, um, you know, my spouse, then with the, uh, with my body, with drinking. And it wasn't until I really had, and I did therapy galore. Like I was on every couch, (laughs) but this is the thing when you're not, when you're not ready none of it's going to, none of it's going to work because we have to turn within our own selves into our own heart, into our own being and find that peace and that serenity within ourself. And then we can start doing the, the work in the outside relationships and all of the, you know, crossing the T's on everything of how our life, you know, should be. But it was sort of this aha moment, it's a long story, of a day when I suddenly had this realization that I really am my own answer. I have all the answers within myself. Um, and it was a huge turning point for me. And from there on out, it was I did everything on personal development, bettering myself making my life what I wanted it to be, my relationships, but it came from inside. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's sort of my, what I want to offer for your listeners is that we, we feel like we're on this conveyor belt in life when we're feeling um, overwhelmed by the scenarios that have been dealt to us. and when we're always trying to fix what's going on around us, we, we get so drained and zapped and emotionally, I mean, even our nervous system gets so taxed. And the, the peace is really within us always. We just have to slow down and trust. And I think the word is also that I've held so tightly to and come to appreciate so much in this process is surrendering. Mm -hmm. And again, it's that, that feminine flow um, and trust. And um, yeah, I, I, so you said a couple of things that um, resonate. Well, all of it resonates with me. I, I completely completely um, agree a thousand percent with everything that you were talking about. And one of the things that I wrote about yesterday, I was writing all weekend for writing the book. And one of the things that I talked about in chapter one is um, 
we do have all the answers within ourselves. And we seek answers from elsewhere. We seek them from Siri. We seek them from Google. We seek them from my friend will tell me what to do. My mom will tell me what to do. My coach will tell me what to do. My therapist will tell me what to do. And we forget that we we are the relationship that we have within ourselves. We just have to go inward mm-hmm. and have that conversation within ourselves of, you know, if it's what do I do? And trust ourselves. Trust ourselves. And how am I feeling? Yeah. And going there. We here's the other thing that that, and I don't know how much that you will um that you will relate to this one, but when I'm looking for my outward you know, answers, quote unquote, I don't look for them in terms of answers. I look for them in terms of signs mm. because I feel also very connected with, uh, for me, it's my grandpa for, who has passed. Um, he's one of my angels that I know is looking over me 24 yeah. seven. And when I need, what I'm looking for, um, any kind of, uh, quote unquote answer, that's where I actually have the conversation. If it's God universe, those who passed before me, angels, whatever it is, could you guide me on my way? Absolutely. That's and, the support yeah. that I look for when I'm going through my own transformation or healing or deep dive or whatever it is that, because I do, I mean, I will forever and always be on this path. And that's also surrendering to the fact that I will always forever and always be on this path. <laughs> it's a great path, right? It's a great journey. Um, and, and that's also that surrender piece. Yeah. And funny you say that because as we sit here um, having this conversation, I'm holding a heart rock. Mm. that my grandmother who had passed away actually sent to me in a moment of overwhelm in my father, my ailing father had been bedbound for 10 years. And one night I was sure he was leaving. So many details in that story, but I spent the entire night in his room with him and sat in his bed with him holding his hand and he didn't pass away. Thank goodness. But at the same time, I had come to go through this whole emotional roller coaster of feeling like he was finally getting to be taken away from his pain of 10 years of being bedbound in his illness. And the sun came up and he was still there. And I went down to the beach and I started running along the beach, asking my grandmother, my dad's grandmother, who had built this home that we were at, please send me a sign, send me a sign that there is a purpose to this, that you are watching over, over my dad. And I was thinking in my head, maybe like a bird would fly by. Well, of course, you know, a bird, a seagull is going to fly yeah, by me. Yeah. In the ocean. I'd be like, yes, it's a sign. Fine. Um, what she sent to me on a frozen beach in the middle of February with not one rock anywhere on this beach was a perfect heart rock at the end of the beach, right at the end of the cliffs, there was not a piece of seaweed, a shell, anything. There was a perfect heart rock. The craziest part of this was I had been looking for a heart rock quietly to myself, my entire life growing up there. There are no rocks at that beach, but I always wanted to find one at my special beach. Never found one, never told anyone I was looking for a heart rock. And there it was. I, if there is not a sign that there are people watching over us and supporting us, guiding us when we need them, I don't know what else is. And I'm holding that heart rock right now because 
you know, it's just, it gives me really good energy and keeps me grounded. And that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Totally on a different note, but you had brought that up. It, and it's I, so, it, well, it's so important because we, you know, here's a, here's the thing like we're, we're talking about alcoholism too. And that's, that is, yeah. I come from a family where, um, yeah, we've dealt with it as well. And it is, it's the first thing that it, for many people is the first thing that they turn to. It's like, oh, I'm in pain. This hurts. I'll compartmentalize all my emotions, stick them in a box, put them onto the shelf and then go get a bottle of wine. Yes. Right. Or let me just drink one more beer and it's not going to do anything. Not even realizing that we end up down this path of complete consumption yeah. instead of looking at what is actually paining us. Yeah. And that is, that's, that's, this is where I'm going with this is that if we could, that's the pulling back and stepping back for a moment and looking and saying, okay, where can I actually get my answers from? Yeah. Where can I get my support from? Where can I get my love from? Where can I get all the things that I need to actually, you know, move through whatever it is that I'm working through? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And the alcohol, right. And the alcohol piece came into my life, um, in my desperate attempts to get out of my body. I needed to, I was fighting so hard to find out my truth. Who am I? What are my answers? Right. I keep coming back to that. I was in this, this desperate search for, for, for trusting myself and the alcohol came into my life in an escape as it Mm -hmm. does for most people. And it was something I began, became reliant on to exit myself at the end of the day, because I was working so hard trying to figure out where do I fit into this world? Are my beliefs, wants, needs real and valid? Because I was not, they were not validated and they were not okay when I was younger. Alcohol came into play such a large role in how I was able to escape this Mm -hmm. constant conveyor belt that I'm talking about. And again, another really, really important topic that I'm starting to talk to the women that I work with more and more openly, because I want women to know that, again, it's, it's not something to be shameful of. Right. It's, some people can handle alcohol. Some people can't handle alcohol. And we talk so freely about gluten and sens- in, uh, sensitivities, um, sugar, dairy, but alcohol has this stigma that, again, I think it is so important for women and men, for everybody to be able to talk more openly about when they're finding that they struggle with it. Yeah. Well, but- I did. I mean, and I don't even know if I, if this, this conversation is, I'm going to have to do like a follow-up podcast myself about this, but yeah, I mean, I've struggled with it. Um, well through, I guess it was actually prior to the discovery, um, of my husband. And then also when he was at rehab, he was at rehab and I was like, I don't even know what to do. There's nobody here for me. And I needed to numb the hell out because it hurt. And even though, even though I want to make it very clear, you know, I was doing the work, I was going on my paddleboard, I was running, I was doing all the things I was seeking the people to guide me through it. And yet during those really like, no, you know, he's not here at night. And so what would I do? I would go have a glass of wine Mm -hmm. or, you know, and there was, there was definitely some play there at the same time that I was doing the work of like, but I can still just go have, you know, one that turns into three. 
Well, and yeah, exactly. And you know, that's, it's that's what's coming to me. Right. And when you say this, um, it actually reminds me that what I think happens a lot to women too, is alcohol come becomes almost like a lover. Yeah. It's, it replaces, right. So there's even a yeah. book, I can't remember the name of it. Um, uh, it, she wrote a whole book about how the alcohol was like a, a, a lover that she had. And it, it, and it is in very many ways. It's someone that is waiting for you at the end of the day that you can mm-hmm. rely on and is it fills a void, right? Well, and for me, it was also used um, to deal with the intimacy issues that I had, mm. you know, then finding out, oh, this is why, <laughs> you know, it wasn't even my, it wasn't even my issue, mm. um, but it turned into my issue, which then when, you know, finding out that my husband was sleeping with other people and and men on top of it, it was like, oh, well, okay, this makes complete sense Yeah, that then yeah. I would turn to that to numb out the issues and the, the intimacy issues that I then was carrying, Absolutely. which has been my, this is my year of 2020, just, you know, really looking at that Yeah, um, because yeah. it hurts, you know, it's, it's, it's taking on something that's, that is painful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and girlfriend don't numb out anymore. I know. I I don't, I mean, I don't know about anymore. I was like, yeah. And that's right. And Sarah, I think again, for your listeners, this is the thing is that it's okay to feel the negative emotions because all emotions are important emotions, right? And we, I think something to be very careful in our journey of quote unquote healing is healing doesn't mean you're never going to feel crappy. Healing doesn't mean you're never going to have a trigger happen. And and you're all of a sudden going to feel like you're kind of spiraling. That's just called life. And so we can't get so caught up in defining our, um, our quality of healing based on how we never get triggered or we never get unhappy anymore or we never get stressed out anymore because that's just not real life. Right. The healthiest people are going to have the whole gamut of emotions, right? So I think this is where, again, we surrender to the fact and don't get worked up and, and harp on ourselves when we're having a quote unquote bad day. Doesn't mean we're not as, as healed as we wish we were. Yeah. If we're, we are the, we in ourselves are the only one, the only person who's going to know how healed we are based on how we are showing up for ourselves now in our world, taking care of ourselves, honoring our emotions, trusting ourselves, um, listening to our intuition. And again, I think that goes back to my power the first thing I was talking about with the power is trusting our intuition. We have the power when we're trusting our gut, because how many times in our life do we know when we say, oh my gosh, I knew it. Mm -hmm. You know, not necessarily the big thing, like you, you didn't know like the big one, the big one, the right. big one, but there were little things along the way in your life and right. in my life that if I had been listening to myself, my connection to self would have been much quicker and much, much more, um, 
you know, self-loving and my life would have been different, but I can't go back to that. I need to now just be so appreciative of the fact that I, I have had this life um, transformation where I have stopped trying to focus on everything outside of myself and I have forgiven the childhood that I had. I have forgiven what I ended up doing to myself and to relationships later in life. We only have today. We only have who we are today, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I want to ask you: How do you? Um, where do you go for your power? Where do you go for? How do you? How do you connect with that? So I think uh, my power for myself has been the self-honor, like every single day waking up and trying to really give myself time, give myself quiet. I lived a very frenetic life. I, my mind was frenetic. My energy was frenetic because if I slowed down, oh my gosh, you know, what was going to hit the fan? Like I was too scared to slow down, to know, the, to feel the reality of my emotions and my world that didn't make sense. So now I make sure every single day to be with myself, to be quiet, to quiet my mind. And some days are harder than others. Some days I, I catch myself going a hundred miles an hour and I have got to just sit have some meditation time, have some gratitude. Gratitude has been huge for me. No matter what's going on in my day, I had a really busy, crazy (laughs) week this past week, as you know, Mm -hmm. I was just filling you in before things were not in my control. I had to go to gratitude. Yeah, I had to. Um, What am I grateful for? in the, in the midst of everything that's madness is going on around me, which brought me very quickly back to feelings of childhood. All I had was gratitude to come back to at the end of the day. So I sat, I, I journaled, I gratitude, did gratitude and I have quiet. Um, exercise also is, um, really important to me. Uh, not so much meaning like power, but, um, it's my therapy. And I think, again, that's really important for everybody to know that, um, especially women, we put ourselves last. (laughs) And what I've had to really make sure that I do is fit in me time. Yes, the meditation and the journaling and, you know, but taking myself out of the house and saying, I have got to go do this for me right now. The exercise, I'm a runner. That is that's my therapy. That's like, no earphones, no music, nothing. Just me with nature, running, seeing the birds, hearing the water, you know, the wind. It's how you feel when you're on your mountains. Yeah, um, totally. It's therapy. Totally. It's therapy. That's nature therapy. Is my, it's my jam. Yeah. It's my gig. That's my home. That's my space. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, one of the things that you mentioned um, was about you know, I know that your last week, it, what, there's a lot of things that are out of your control and it's created by others. And I think that that is something that we 
have happen around us in society so often where yeah. other people create the, the chaos. And then all of a sudden that it's like our power, right? That there are thoughts, our actions, our um, emotions and everything go to the chaos that's created by other people. And, and we become powerless. We become yeah. powerless. And so yeah. in that moment of, that's why I was asking about this. In that moment, being able to um, actually, in that moment, to be, being able to actually pull back and look at that and say, I'm not creating any of this. Yeah. And therefore, I am yeah. not going to give my power to something yeah. that is out of my control. And again, that comes from successes and failures in this process yes. because we will fail at trusting ourselves and honoring how we're feeling and we'll succeed in trusting ourselves and honoring our feeling and feelings and both will serve us in the end because we'll learn there we have data to show that we can do it we can trust ourselves we can honor ourselves there are going to be times when we aren't going to do it, but it doesn't mean it's going to bring us down to our knees and we're, you know, back at ground zero. It's, it's data collecting of like, I know I can do this. And every single time it gives us more and more confidence in ourselves and um, not being victim because the old Tanya with what happened this past week, the old Tanya would have said, everything bad happens to me. Why does everything bad happen to me? I would have gone into anger mode, you know, the victim mode, um, resentment mode, and just it would spiral there. But I have, I have the confidence now from being able to get out of situations like this by controlling and centering myself, you know, tapping in, in internally to know how to do it now. But it's baby steps. Again, it's baby steps. Yeah. Baby steps. Baby steps. And I do want to also bring in really quick um, that that play of trauma brain. When you have lived through trauma, there is such a thing as trauma brain. Yes. And trauma brain will freeze you and do all the things to make you just fall into that rabbit hole. Okay. And then we go into that 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 same feeling pattern of shame, yeah. resentment, anger mainly for me, it was always shame. It was always shame. Uh, I don't know, you know, everybody has their own emotion that follows with it, but, um, and, uh, now when I'm triggered, like you were this week, it was, I go into that place of, whoa, back up, whoa, back up, take a look at that, slow down, pull the clarity, um, put, you know, pull the clarity in and take a look at it. From for me, it's that thirty thousand foot view, but that's because I'm a summit seeker, and yeah. so and being able to really see it for what it is, yeah. yeah, and also not beating yourself up because guess what, trauma brain is a real thing, and when it happens, I when I published that article about trauma brain, I had so many people that were um, messaging me and saying, "Thank you, now I get this, now I yeah. understand why, why my why I go there, and the memory like." The memory piece is just amazing that literally, you know, you talk about the hippocampus and the amygdala and, and the fact that you and I know we will literally not be able to remember things. Our memory 
gets so affected and it's the the reaction of the brain when we go into this this trauma mode this PTSD mm-hmm. and it's unbelievable i'm you know and um this past week i could feel myself being um gently pulled back into that mode where my body started feeling and again this is really important to to, for us to know what what do we feel like when we start going back into our old patterns. Right. I know I started feeling my body was starting to almost feel out, out of sorts. Like I could feel almost tingling throughout my body, yep. my neck, um, my ears. I can feel because it's a physical response that I had, that I started as a child where my body goes into that fight or flight mode you know, that you and I know that the, the F and F yeah, <laughs> fight or flight. Yeah. Um, so again, just really, and that, that goes back to what we started talking about was turning inward. Yes. Because nobody, oh, and so like this past week, the old me, the old part of me would have been running around asking every single person around me for their opinion about this scenario because I needed their answer so that I could understand if what I was feeling was the right feeling. But that is not what I do anymore because I don't need to run around and ask everyone else. I know that my feelings and my beliefs and the way I see this scenario is mine and it's okay. Yeah. 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 And, and, and honoring yourself for that. Totally. Completely honoring yourself for that and saying, this is, this is how I am seeing this and I'm not wrong in that. Yeah. Right. And trusting yourself through that process. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, it's, I, I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for all of the lessons that I have learned, uh, coming out of like, you know, my marriage with an alcoholic and, um, the addictions that he had and also coming from a family where you know overconsumption was it's always that's the thing right and i'm so grateful for that now because uh i've learned so much yeah. i've learned so much yeah we do we've learned so much whether it's the alcohol whether it's you know losing a parent to an to death at an early age or a traumatic divorce or your, your spouse dies or whatever it is, you know, it's the journey of life and learning and growing. And if we're not growing, we're not living. If we're not growing, we're not living. And I'm just so thankful that I literally wake up every single day and I'm acknowledging how I'm growing in that day. Because every day my goal is to be better than I was yesterday. So that was going to be my question for you. What would you like to leave with my listeners? Just every single day, wake up and be better today than you were yesterday for yourself. Yes. For yourself. For yourself. For yourself. Because if you're the best you can be for yourself, you will be the best for everyone around you. But if you're putting yourself last, 
you're not going to be able to show up as the best version that you were put on this earth to be. Selling yourself short, putting your yourself last on the list, judging yourself. Just surrender and be kind to yourself and um, trust the process. Yeah. yeah. Trust the process. Trust the process. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think I took you all over the place there. No, but- that, you know what, honey, this is, um, there is no such thing as, because I always say like, you know, we have, we have some, some place that we're going to be going to, we just don't know how we're going to get there. Mm. And, um, sometimes we don't even know where we're going to go. Right. It's like being in the flaw, the fog, but we mm. know that with every, every step forward, eventually it's going to come into view. And that's exactly what this conversation did. And it, and it's brought back an awful lot of stuff that I, um, I appreciate you us having this conversation because I also have not spoken up too much about my own battle, my what that I used to have um, with drinking. So you know, it's awesome. You know, and I didn't even have a battle necessarily, but it was I didn't even realize that it was a battle, right? And so it was just something that I did. And it's a battle only if you wait. If you, if uh, for me, this is and this is a whole other podcast. But for me, I've always said. It's not how many drinks you have. It's not about the quantity of the alcohol you're putting into your system. It's about how much energy goes into thinking about that alcohol during the day or how much energy and thought goes into wishing you hadn't had that second glass of wine or or third or whatever it is. Because if you're feeling badly about it, it's a problem. It's a problem. Right? And this is the thing is that women, there's so much shame around it, but it doesn't need to be shameful. So I'm going to, you know, this is is amazing. And we're going to continue this conversation on another podcast because I freaking love it. And it is that you totally nailed on something that is, that is not only about drinking, it's about everything in our life, right? Like how much energy are you giving to it pre, during, post that you don't even want to give to it? Then why are you doing it? Yeah. So, <laughs> amen, sister. Amen. Amen. That amen. Is amazing, and I am so glad to have had you on and to conversation. And to so, uh, it was beautiful. You're just so beautiful. awesome being here, Sarah. Thank you. How can my listeners find you? So I my website is tanyaerupka.com, which is Tanya T A N Y A. O U H R A B as in boy K A Tanyaarepka.com. They can also find you on Instagram and Facebook too, right? Yes. Yes. Tanya yeah. at Tanya Arepka. Yep. And I will Instagram. definitely put all of that into the into the into the links at the bottom as well. And so people can find you. Cool, cool. I love you. Thank you so much, Thank hon. You. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. I appreciate you, hon. I love you. I do hope that you enjoyed listening to that podcast as much as I enjoyed having the conversation with Tanya. And I just wanted to drop in real quick and remind you that if you are struggling in any way whatsoever right now, please remember that there is a crisis hotline that is there for you. Check it out in your area. There's also the suicide prevention hotline open 24-7. There is also an online chat. 
That number is 1-800-273-8255. And please, everyone, let's be a little bit more kind with one another today. You never know what the person to the right, to the left, to the front, or to the back of you, what they are going through and how they are feeling. So a simple, hello, how are you doing, can change a life. Have a great day. Friends, thank you for listening to the Live Boldly podcast. I am grateful to have you here, and I would love to invite you over to sarahsheltoncrans.com to grab my free seven steps to a joy-filled life. I share these seven steps from my own heart, soul, and experience. These steps transformed my own life from victim to survivor. Also, please, let's all be a ripple effect of change in today's world. I ask of you to please share this podcast with others that may need to be inspired or who need to hear from others going through where they are right now. To grow this podcast, please leave an iTunes review, go to my Instagram or Facebook page, and let me know what you think. I love hearing from each and one of you. I love sharing your thoughts, messages, and inspiring words. Because we are not alone in this world, friends. Let's keep the ripple moving. It begins with each one of us. I love you and have a great remainder of your day. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.